0: welcome to episode 29 of the Gen X photography podcast can you believe that episode 29 almost to that magic number of 30 that's I'm just happy about that and I want to say a sincere thank you for all you listeners uh, that have listened to you know one or more of my podcasts and a special thank you to all you, who have listened to each and every one of my podcasts. I really, truly appreciate it. Um, I also appreciate some of the, uh, well, all of the uh, uh, interaction that I've received uh, on Instagram as well as uh, by email. I thank all of you for for um, uh, communicating with me. And there will be an episode later on where I'm going to read those, uh, interactions. So just, uh, rest assured you are not forgotten. I truly appreciate every single one of you. And also to all my guests that I've had on this, up on this, uh, podcast, you guys are special. (laughs) I hope, hope you know that I think of, uh, each of you, uh, sincerely all the time and just am so, so appreciative, um, for being willing to be on this podcast and, uh, you know, <laughs> being willing to talk with a weird guy like myself. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, thank you all ever so much from the bottom of my heart. Well, you know, um, before we get things going with this episode, I do want to say that, uh, here's relatively soon, uh, this podcast is going to have a, a really interesting and a nice change and I hope it's for the better. I think I have a feeling that it's going to be uh for the better. And it's it's uh, <laughs> I can't even talk. It's an exciting change. I'm really really excited. But what is it? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. <laughs> so, anyways, um well, now on to this this uh podcast or this episode. I have two things I want to talk about. Uh, first, if you remember, I had a an episode named Serendipity um, some time back. And uh, I talked about a, a going to an estate sale and I saw a Konica Auto Reflex tea, um with film inside. I think it was uh, Agfa Vista XPS Portrait or something like that. And it was such a cool, cool thing because, uh, you know, beautiful mechanical camera definitely needs some servicing but it's a beautiful camera um and that film produced some beautiful results now i'm not saying the pictures were great because you know (laughs) i don't I, i like some of my pictures but not a great deal of them um but the results from the film itself were just great uh it was expired film and yet it produced beautiful colors Beautiful, beautiful colors, and who knows how long that film was in the in the camera. So um, I'm still on the search for Agfa Vista, uh, the Portrait XPS 160. Um, still on the on the hunt for some. But anyways, I went through another uh, serendipitous occurrence, and it was, uh, of course, dealing with the camera. Uh, very similar situation now there's a a thrift store uh in the town nearby it's associated with the hospital and i stopped there quite often and i've actually gotten uh, a number of cameras uh, from that store a lot of point and shoots but also uh an slr Um, i believe it was a sears branded slr sears ks number two or something like that um really nice camera and I gave it to my niece. Uh, she's shot a couple of rolls of film, and, and kind of nice, you know. But, um, anyways, I was dropping off some things at the at the thrift store, and I was talking with the man who um, who takes all the things that are all the things that are donated and sorts them into what can be sold in the store and what should be just moved on elsewhere. And I asked him if he, you know, sees or gets any film cameras uh, very often. He's, he said, oh, yeah, we get quite a few. So we talked about film photography, and he said he, he really loves film photography and misses the day, good old days of film. Um, said he can't really wrap his head around uh, the digital uh, world and uh, just doesn't like the look of it. And I, I agree Uh, You know, it it is different, you know. So anyways, we talked about that. And then he asked me if I wanted any film cameras to give me or give him my phone number. And then he'd get in touch with me when they when they come, Uh, you know, first dibs or whatever. So I said, sure. Well, I I didn't hear back from him or so I thought. Um, What happens is if somebody calls and I don't know the number. Even if it's a, you know, what looks like a local number, I just don't answer it because there are so many times that I've gotten spam calls or, uh, this insurance or that insurance wanting me to join, you know, whatever. So I just, if I know the number, I'll answer it. If not, leave a message and I'll get back to you if you're legitimate. So anyways, I, I, uh, failed to see that he left a message and a little while later, I, was going through all my voicemails to delete you know all the old ones and I listened to a little bit and I heard his name and I thought oh man so he said he had some things down at down at the thrift store so I booked it down to the thrift store asked if they were still available and they in fact they still were um two point and shoots I really wasn't interested in those um not there's nothing bad about them but I just don't use them that much I love SLRs so uh, he had an SLR there, but it wasn't like the old mechanical SLRs, like I, like mo- you know most of the ones I have. It was, you know, <laughs> a relatively recent one, uh, Canon Rebel Two Thousand. Very, very reminiscent of my son's former uh, Canon Rebel XT, uh, an old, older, you know, one of the first uh, DSLRs from Canon, I believe. Uh, using compact flashcards instead of SD, SD cards. Uh, so this was, looked like the film version of the digital uh, Rebel XT or vice versa. And so I was excited because it was, you know, kind of an automated, not automated, but uh, it had auto settings and all that. I thought that'd be great for photographing fast moving things like my kids, although they're not as fast moving anymore. They're older and more calm, but um, I just thought it would be a nice, nice addition to, uh, as General Grievous and uh, Revenge of the Sith said, this camera will make a fine addition to my collection. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, I, I thought it would be a, a wonderful thing to have. And, um, I, uh was checking it over i took the lens off looked at it looked at the mirror assembly uh everything looked fine uh it needed a battery and i didn't have one so i didn't worry about that um and then i opened up the the film door or film back and oh my goodness there was film in it so i closed it right away uh, it ended up being fuji uh, oh man i can't remember the name it was kind of like fuji superior but an older discontinued version, uh, 200 speed film. So I brought it home and I was so excited because anytime there's film in a camera, I'm always curious as to what's on it. I understand the inherent risks of there being potentially dangerous or, un, you know, uncouth things. But I do trust that most people aren't aren't like that. So it's always just kind of nice to you know, see a window into somebody else's, uh, existence in in the past, you know? So I brought it home. I shot the last two shots on the, on the film. And then I uh, quickly developed it, let it dry overnight and scanned it the next morning. And what it was, was, uh, a, a picture of somebody's family gathering. Um, it looked to be, you know, a Christmas gathering or something like, like that. And just Really nice photos of this family from, you know, from, uh, ages, you know, ages from, you know, be uh, kids all the way to grandparents and everyone in between aunts, uncles, what well, looked like aunts, uncles, uh, you know, grandparents, nieces and nephews, boyfriends and girlfriends, things like that. It just looked to be rather, uh, you know, uh, good, well-composed, happy shots of a family. And I thought, man, I'd I'd really love to give these photos back to whoever's in them um, and the photographer themselves. So I I was like, what am I going to do? And I asked my wife what she would do. And she said, well, try putting it on Facebook. So I thought, okay, I posted all 36 or so pictures on Facebook. And i set it the the privacy settings i set it to anybody could view it and then i said i found this role in a camera that i bought at a thrift store in this certain town and within an hour somebody you know posted that they knew this person in this photo and then another person said they knew that person in that photo and then you know throughout the day many people commented on various photos or just the post itself uh, a number of people shared it. Um, the the photographer messaged me and told me that it was her, you know, her photos. And I messaged back and said, I'd love to give you the film back. And she was so excited. Uh, some other people were very excited to receive the pictures. Um, I sent them via messenger. Um, it was just a really cool experience. I uh, met the photographer, uh, took the the, the developed film back to her and she was so thankful and appreciative um, a lot of not a lot but you know a number of people uh, also said that they were really appreciative that somebody would do that and uh, I, for me it was just a <laughs> it was a gift to myself I, I mean I, I really appreciated just being part of it. I, it was kind of like a you know just a happy thing all around well that post ended up having, uh, being shared 305 times (laughs) until it kind of ran its course 305 times, even with people out in California, you know, all the way across, across the the country. It was just the most interesting experience as far as photography that I had experienced for a while. Um, and in my mind, that was sort of a serendipitous, uh, experience, you know, buying a camera and all of a sudden being connected with so many people, uh, in the local area. So that was, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So if you ever come across a camera with film in it, don't be afraid. I mean, yeah, there, uh, there there's always, again, the potential of something uncouth or perhaps even really bad being on those, on those, uh, um, on that film. But chances are, and I found this to be the case uh, every single time, it's always been uh, like a family gathering or a gathering of friends. I recently developed another role and it was a gathering of some young adults, probably from, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Uh, same with this uh, family, um, the, 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 you know, the family gathering. It seemed to be like a 10 to 15 years ago, just based on the kind of the styles of clothing and all that. Um, I found some other uh, film in a camera way, you know, not way back. I didn't find the camera way back. It was like a year ago. But the film itself looked like it was from the 80s, maybe the late 80s, based on the the style of clothing. And that was pretty cool. The, the images came, that came out of that were really cool because it was, It was not, like, separate photos. It was, like, one long photo that looked to be comprised of maybe six or seven photos. Like, the film didn't advance. Maybe that's why they gave it away, because it just wasn't working that well. But it merged, like, seven photos, not overlaid upon each other, but, like, connected to each other. Uh, And that happened, I think, twice in the role. It was just really, really interesting. So... I might share a little snippet of that on, on, uh, on the Instagram, uh, site for this podcast. But anyways, well, the second thing I want to talk about, um, uh, you know, beyond serendipity, <laughs> the second thing I want to talk about is a camera that, oh man, I just love, um, so, uh, one of my listeners messaged me about these cameras that he saw on Facebook Marketplace and said it was a little too far for him to drive, but I might be interested. I'm always interested in going to look for, you know, classic cameras. So I saw the post. It looked to be, uh, you know, based on the sort of the grainy photo or low-res photo, like a maybe a Pentax something or other i couldn't quite tell but it looked to be like a Pintex slr or something so i booked it down to southern vermont where they were and boy was this in a a really beautiful area kind of off in the woods uh talked with the guy um he brought out his box of cameras um and by the way shout out to you uh, uh matt melcher with box of cameras podcast i hope if you're listening to this i hope uh hear more episodes from you. I always have enjoyed your podcast. But anyways, back to the the story. So he brought out this box of cameras and what it was, was a Yashica SLR. Um, I don't remember the model number. And then a Pentax uh, Spotmatic SPF, uh, the silver and black version. And then a a Pentax, uh, (laughs) excuse me, Pentax Spotmatic sp2 and this was a black version that was like brassy all over you know it was well well used and in in addition to those three camera bodies were several lenses uh a vivitar i think 90 to 230 uh you know heavy heavy lens a zoom lens it has some fogging inside so it might need to be you know, cleaned, but a pretty, pretty nice zoom lens. Also, uh, a, let's see two Takamar lenses, a Takamar 50 mil, millimeter F1.4, the super multi-coated Takamar the you know, the, the, uh, famous one with radiation <laughs> and then the, a 35 millimeter, uh, 35 millimeter, 30, millimeter F3.5, um, looks to be the same vintage. So I'm really liking those lenses they're so smooth uh very clean very very good lenses um some other lenses i think it was a yashica lens and then uh a few other lenses that just they i don't need them and they didn't one of them was broken anyways but then the cream of the crop in my opinion was this beautiful vivitar 135 millimeter f2.8 lens and the the guys on the classic lenses podcast in their episode vivitastic as well as their episode about 135 millimeter lenses they talked on in both of those episodes about this particular lens as well as the two corresponding lenses in the 28 millimeter Uh, focal length and the 200 millimeter focal length, which I now have because of this 135 millimeter and how good it is. Well, this lens is in perfect condition and it's just so well built. Really, really good, good lens. So I, I decided that I was going to pair that 135 millimeter with the black Spotmatic SP2 that was brassy all over and just kind of make it a duo, uh, you know, make, make them kind of married together, so to speak. And, uh, but I decided that I, I wanted to take this, this Spotmatic in for servicing because it had been a quite a while since the late seventies, since it was serviced. So I took it in to a local, uh, camera store, Lazat camera in, uh, in, uh, Burlington, Vermont and had it serviced there waited for I think about four weeks or so and the only thing that they couldn't fix was the the meter which was fine by me because I hardly ever use a meter anyways um got it back so excited and oh my goodness this camera is just glorious the camera lens combination is glorious and I think for this camera what I'm going to do is dedicate this camera black and white normal speed photography and when I say normal speed I'm talking anywhere from 50 all the way up to 3200 if I should ever go that that high I normally stick I mean (laughs) what I shoot mostly is the ultra low ISOs you know 1.6 3 6 whatever um so for me 100 speed film is is pretty fast <laughs> i know it's not really fast but for from my perspective having shot a lot of slow 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 film 100 speed is is pretty fast 200 and 400 are blazing fast for me so that camera is going to be dedicated for 50 and above i black and white film that's what my designs are for it right now at least um with the exception the one exception I have a roll of uh, Fuji Provia 100 uh, in it. And this might seem like a waste of the film, but I just... I'm weird, I guess. I want to... uh, What I want to do, what a, a big goal of mine I'll let you know about this. What a big goal of mine is, is to in 2024, April 8th, 2024, photograph the total solar eclipse. And for that... I've been listening to various uh, uh, podcasts, both you know, film and digital, about shooting solar eclipses. Primarily digital, and they always say 300 millimeter or above or more. So, I in in this box of cameras and lenses was also a 2x extender, a Vivitar Vivitar 2x extender. So I thought, hmm, I could use the 130. Uh, 135 millimeter and bring it up to 270 millimeter with the 2x extender or I could use the zoom lens which is 90 to 230 and that would bring it up to 460 but it's a zoom lens you know Um, nothing against them but I wanted a prime lens well seeing the, the good quality of this 135 millimeter I decided to look for the 200 millimeter lens with the same build quality this you know the same vintage so to speak uh made by uh comine by the way and uh so i found one on ebay it looked really good the description was really good and when it came to me it is just a beautiful absolutely pristine uh you know sample of this of this lens so with a 2x extender that that magnifies it out to 400 millimeters. So I think that's going to be fine. And I actually looked at the full moon through this lens with a, one of the spot Spotmatics and it looks just fine. It looks like it'll be large enough to see, but not so large that the, the Corona will exceed beyond the limits of the of the film or beyond the, you know, the borders of the film. Um, so that's my my hope. But what I want to do is since I've I've kind of uh, discerned that shooting a total solar eclipse is about as bright as shooting the full moon. What I've decided that I want to do is during the next full moon, um, which should be in about, you know, from the time of this recording, about 9 to 10 days, to shoot a roll of slide film, because that's what I want to capture the solar eclipse on. I'd love to look through you know, just the film, not just the pictures digitized, but just the film itself. I'd love to look at the positive image of the total solar eclipse. So I want to replicate that with the full moon. And that would be interesting too, you know, to look at the, uh, a positive slide of the full moon. So, um, I decided to use Provia 100 because I happen to have it on hand and I'm going to shoot this, uh, this, um, the next full moon at the lens's sharpest, uh, setting, which is, I, I would believe is would be F8, uh, F56 or F8. So that means that the, with this 2X extender, I'm going to have to treat it as F11 or F16. Um, that should be fine. I'm going to do multiple exposures, uh, not like double exposures, but just multiple exposures of it at f what amounts to f16 but on the lens it's actually f8 and because of the 2x extender I have to make it have to treat it as f16 so I'm gonna take uh, every single exposure from one one thousandth of a second to one second with the f8 slash f16 setting and then I'm going to bring it down to F56, which will be essentially F11 with the 2X extender, and do the same thing, 1 1,000th of a second, all the way down to one second, just multiple shots, and find out which exposure brings the best results. And it could be that there are a variety that I could choose from, but I want to find out, you know, which one would be the best. And who knows? <laughs> It might turn up nothing. I don't know. This will be an experiment, um, and if if it doesn't turn out anything, I'll just continue trying and trying and trying and trying. Um, maybe with ver- a variety of film stocks. Uh, you know, just it, that's what photography is all about—film or digital, about experimentation. You know. So when when I get that done, I'm gonna send it into the dark room or some other, some other lab, um, probably the dark room. I, I really have loved their work. Um, and then when I get the results, I'll make sure to post it on, you know, some of the, some of the results on my Instagram feed, along with a description of the exposure that they were shot at. Um, and hopefully, hopefully I'll see something good because I'm really excited about the solar eclipse. Um, Are you guys? uh, Have you guys heard about the 2024 solar eclipse? Uh, Did any of you, uh, were any of you able to see the 2017 solar eclipse, you know, termed the Great American Eclipse? My family and I traveled all the way to uh, Nebraska, western Nebraska, almost into Wyoming uh, to see that eclipse. And (laughs) Mm, uh, beyond the birth of my daughter and the adoption of my son, you know, things like that, beyond, you know, big life-changing things like our children, that day was one of the most special days of my life, seeing this glorious, glorious image in the sky and sharing it with a couple thousand people in this you know, remote area in far western Nebraska, uh, a national monument, uh, Agate Fossil Beds National National Monument, beautiful, beautiful area, and the joyous um, nature of everybody, everybody there, just so excited about seeing this, uh, and then of course the the ultimate part of it was just seeing the abs, you know, the the total solar eclipse. It was so so beautiful. Um, to this day, you know, it's been almost, uh, over four years, uh, since we went out there and I still think about it. It's still, it it was an impressive, deeply impressive day. So I want to try to capture it on film. I think it would be (laughs) just add a little something to it, you know, and that with the April 8th, 2024, it's going to be at least twice as long as the the one on august 21st of 2017 so it should be there should be plenty of time to view it with the naked eye and also uh, capture it with the with the camera so anyways i'm nerding out (laughs) uh thank you all so much for listening And, and again i can't wait for the changes to to this podcast the the change coming up is an exciting one and uh i just hope for the best of success um but until then um i hope you keep on listening and thank you all for listening and keep those analog vibes alive (laughs)